0: Welcome to Carmichael Radio. This is a podcast about Carolina women's basketball. My name is Travis London. I am here with Terry Stacker. Hey, guys. And Andrew Krajera.
1: Good to be here, guys.
0: So we'll go ahead and get started with a recap of the two most recent games that were played here. Uh, start off with UNC Greensboro. Pretty solid game. I thought all around, actually, probably the best uh, most coherent offensive game. Uh, this was an 81-66 victory in Carmichael on Wednesday night. Um, Lexi Donarski really, really just went off, especially behind the arc. Uh, led the team with 22 points. Alyssa Usby had her kind of stereotypical Swiss Army knife game. 13-5 boards, 6 dimes. DK put up 12 eight assists, four rebounds. Maria had 12, six boards, two blocks. And India, I really thought um, in her her turn as a starter here, uh, really had a very, very nice game as well. 11 points, nine boards, five dimes, block, two steals. Very solid. And Anya off the bench, 11 and seven. Um, It was about as coherent An offensive game, as we've seen yet this year, even counting Gardner-Webb. There's that old saying about, you know, the ball finds energy. And this this one felt like the first time where for four straight consecutive strung-together quarters, they were moving the ball, they were moving off the ball. People were cutting, people were setting good screens, the right reads were being made. It just, it really... It felt like, ah, this is this is what kind of the offense can be when everything is really singing and and clicking on all cylinders. Um, Terry, let's let's go ahead and start with you. What, what did you what did you see about this? What did you like? What were there things that you felt still needed some some ironing out?
2: Yeah, I thought we got off to a fast start which is something that we haven't done a lot this season. We find ourselves playing from behind, especially against ranked opponents. So I thought, you know, this would be a pretty easy win for us. I did like the fact that we got off to um, a great start. Now, I was a little disappointed, I think in the second quarter, a little disappointed in our defense. We did let them back in the game. And I was a little surprised by that because I feel like you have to keep your foot on the gas. There's no way like when we get out to big leads that we should be giving up those leads. Um, But other than that, like you said, I think it was pretty balanced scoring. All of the starters scored in double figures. Not a lot of turnovers. Well, we did have 13, but we had more in the Connecticut game. Um, But other than that, I think we did pretty good. We only shot nine free throws, but we did at least go seven for nine. So about 78% there. Um, So just a pretty well-balanced game to get us back on the winning side.
0: Absolutely. Andrew, and we will, (laughs) we will get to the larger conversation about uh, starters. Um, But what did you make of the starting lineup that they rolled out for this one and how everything came together on that?
1: Um. Well, we've got some guards out, right? So there's gonna be some shuffling. I I think. In a pinch, you know, I think that lineup is fine. Um, glad to see India really have a breakout game and kind of one that she's needed. Um, over the last several weeks, um, I thought the lineups were fine. Uh, I thought more than anything, I I just thought they moved the ball better um they were able to create angles that they haven't been able to create in the next the last couple games um i think we hit eight threes granted lexi i don't know how many lexi had she might have had like six of them she was six of Um, eight
0: from behind the arc Yeah. yeah
1: um so it's a good sign that you know the lid's not still on for everybody out there um but I, I thought in general they got they got pretty good shots. It's really the component of what are you going to do when a team has more size and can kind of make those shots for Maria a little bit muddier and more contested. That's, that's kind of where we're at with this offense right now because there have been many at times and it will still probably happen most nights where Maria is just a really great finisher down there and it's going to be able to seal off and get good position most of the time. Uh, but against much more experienced bigs who can match her size and to where you might not get that same, like almost automatic uh, efficiency at the rim, where else are you going to go? What's plan B for you? uh i thought deja was outstanding as a distributor uh as she has kind of taken on that role in the last couple games um yeah i mean like you said travis like really balanced really well done on that end of the floor um defensively i think it was i mean you gave up 66 is that what uncg ended up with yep That's the second most that they've given up this year. Only Davidson scored more um, prior to the UConn game, obviously. Um, And I I thought there were times where they overhelped, maybe when they didn't need to. Um, Some of that is because of some of the stuff that UNCG was uh, running in some of their penetration. It made maybe some of the rotations a little bit blurry. In my opinion, it just kind of depends on how UNC teaches their, their defensive gaps. I don't know. Um, but they got hot in the second quarter like, I mean, that's five for five for three from, I think just the one girl, I don't remember her name off the top of my head right now. Um, was but, that? I don't yeah.
0: remember whether that was ISIS Grady or.
1: Um... No, the Greensboro game.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, Simpson. Simpson went five Kennedy for five.
1: Simpson, that's, that's right. 30. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they ran anything like super complex. It was just pretty much all off of penetration, and I just thought like Alyssa and a few others just overhelped on drives when they really didn't need to. Um a little bit uncharacteristic because I think they've been pretty good at not doing that so far this year, but um they made him pay for the overhelp. I mean that it is what it is. i mean that's one of those things you look at on film and you give a quick note like, hey, we're you know, if Lexi's got the ball contained on penetration, we don't need help. Um but yeah, I thought for the most part, really good, clean game on both ends. Um, outside of that weird second quarter spurt, um, yeah, a lot to a lot to take from that one. It was good to see the ball finally go in.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there's, you know, what the, what you said about the the overhelp and some of the rotations is correct. But also, if somebody's just going to be doing that from outside, there's. There's only so much, really, you know, because there were at least at least two or three of those. There was a hand in her face like she was she was just making good shots. So it's you know, but yeah, overall, probably sort of the the most solid front to back both ends game that they've played all season long. And like both of you said, you know, things things tend to get a lot easier when the ball is actually going through the hoop. That helps out. Um, Unfortunately, that was not so much the case in the ensuing game. Moving on to the UConn loss on Sunday up in Uncasville, Connecticut. Um, This one, this second quarter, given the level of competition they were playing, might have been the best quarter they've played all year As, as just kind of an isolated standalone event. Um, unfortunately, between injuries and foul trouble and then more injuries that happened in game, just were not able to sustain coming out of halftime. Uh, congrats to Maria Gagdang on her first double-double as a Tar Heel. Uh, she was an absolute beast in this one, man. 14 points, 13 boards, three dimes, two blocks was just fantastic. And I thought that as she has done multiple times this year already, did, did a pretty good solid to to excellent job defensively trying to contain Olya oh yeah, Edwards down there. Um Lex, you know, solid solid game, but not quite her her shooting pyrotechnics from the, the Greensboro game. DK started out super super hot and looked like she was just getting ready to cook and then petered out um and to me it just didn't look like she was getting much lift on her jumper especially out of the half i think i think they were just gassed man um cuz Liss was blowing bunnies at the rim which she you know she does not do that typically speaking um i mean still had 10 7 boards 3 times um dk had 11 and they they did a very good job with some aspects of the defense until I, th- I think everybody just got too, too tired, man. There was, and obviously Paige went off and just had herself a page game. Um, India again with the start 10 points, eight boards, but how did we feel? Did, was it, did, is it just me or, or was there an actual palpable, like they came out of halftime and things were just, different in in a bad way
2: yeah i don't know what happened after halftime like i was encouraged i said on the podcast before that i thought we could win this game and i'm gonna stand by that because this again and a lot of people have said it although it is uconn they're still quote unquote the standard they don't have the Brianna Stewart's, the Maya Moore's. You know, I think when teams now play UConn, unlike before, probably they would just be intimidated just by the name on the jersey. They see UConn and they think there's no way they're they're going to win the game. I don't think that's the case this year and in previous years. So I still thought that we could win. And I was encouraged by the second quarter fight. But I think we expend so much energy playing catch up when we have those slow starts. So again, another great team, another slow start, we find ourselves in a hole. So after the first quarter, we were down nine. Not too big of a hole, but when the other team is still scoring and you can't get stopped, you're still expending a lot of energy and then we're down a lot of players. So that means the starting five is probably playing a lot of minutes. So I think, yeah, like you said, probably coming out of halftime, was just gassed um, and just couldn't put the ball in the hoop. Uh, we did outscore them in the fourth quarter, fifteen to eleven. Um, but I think we're just missing. I think we're just missing that one more offensive player that can go get her own bucket, uh, that can put up big numbers. I think if we had that one missing piece, possibly it's a win. Um, But yeah, like you said, I think we just ran out of gas and we had a lot of turnovers. We had 19 turnovers in this game. That's definitely not going to help.
0: Yeah, there was some I was I was getting PTSD flashbacks to that Louisville game in Carmichael a couple of years ago where we had I think it was 18 turnovers in the first half. Like there were some stretches early in that game that were really just uncharacteristically Sloppy for them, and then I did y'all um did y'all listen to holding court today?
1: I got a chance to now.
2: I didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they had they had gone through halftime, and then before, like, kind of as they were coming out, a trainer grabbed coach and was like, "Hey, Renaya, is concussed. She can't go in the second half." Um, and that kind of hit them right as they were heading out. So that. Obviously, an already thin and dilapidated guard room, just as far as you know, functional players to put out there, and then you lose one more. And especially Rania's second quarter was awesome, it was awesome. And Andrew, uh, if you would, if if you would like to take your victory lap, sir, um. <laughs> and Andrew has been stumping and I think most of this uh listener ha- ha- have been off mic conversations. Um Terry and Anthony and I have been loudly proclaiming that K-Mac absolutely needs to be the starter. Um and of course some of this is really beyond her control, you know, injuries or injuries and you would rather the health of the player be put first than that they be healthy. Um but Andrew, you've been saying for a minute Renaya Kelly you think might be a better starting fit with this particular roster. Um, please, you know, please go ahead and expound upon that because from what we saw before she was unfortunately sidelined with injury, um, things were, things were popping, man. Things were humming in that second quarter. So I take, take, take us through what you were thinking on that and, and what you saw that, that, you know, solidified that or, or, um, added some some nuance to your position there in that first half um
1: well it it, it helps for Renaya that this is the game where she finally made some shots right uh that hasn't been the case up to this point in the year and i i think it's really quick to write someone off uh particularly if they're not making shots and and especially if they're a true freshman like Renaya is um that being said, though, like for me, early in the year, I thought they kind of just threw her out there because, you know, k wasn't fully back yet and they really wanted to keep Paulina with the second unit. So they're like, well, let's throw the freshman in there with the starters who have a lot more experience and she'll probably be fine. Um And, you know, we get what we get. I thought in that early stretch of the year, I thought, from just like a, a pure like distributor vision standpoint, especially out in transition, I thought she played really well. Um, now whether that was enough merit to start what's K Mac came back, you know, that's probably not. I think she was probably penciled in as a starter before the year even got underway. And that's fine. I've been less enthusiastic with some of the decision making from McPherson over the last couple of weeks. Um, not to say that it warrants a demotion to the bench or anything like that, but I I do think if you threw Renaya out there with the starting group and, you know, gave her the keys and, you know, let her play kind of that, or share that back with Deja, I don't think it's the worst idea ever. Um, And we'll see once K-Mac gets back and is healthy, you know, I could easily see them throwing mcpherson back in the starting lineup and i wouldn't have much complaint about that but i i i guess what i'm trying to get at is particularly in this yukon game one the ball went in for her, which is nice and she was a really good shooter in high school as well it just hasn't gone in for her yet um but i thought she was able to get penetration and you know find maria underneath the rim a couple times she was able to make good decisions on kickout passes She's not the most athletic point guard you're ever going to find. But for right now, she's making really good decisions with the ball. Um, And I don't think that can be overstated how valuable that is. So whether or not she starts, it's not really relevant to me. But I, I would like to see her get some more run at the point, whether that be with the starters or the second
0: unit going forward. Is there Terry what did, did give us your, your thoughts on that right quick and whether did I mean does it I guess my thing was it's pretty tough as a true freshman to to be out there as a starter and just kind of getting thrown in the fire like that right away but what's your what's your positioning on and obviously so much of this is contingent upon who can go any given night. And they have had just about the most horrifying luck with injuries that we've seen um, in a couple of years with this team. Um, But where, where if you kind of, if you, if you could make everybody, you know, wave a magic wand, everybody's healthy. Where, where would you like to see her slotted in? And what are we thinking as far as how integral and foundational, she should be or could be and not you know obviously there'll be growth as her career goes along but let's say for the next you know six weeks or so because if everybody's not back we're going to need her to we're going to need her to to suit up and and go um assuming that she is cleared obviously for for friday and moving forward with that concussion um health safety of the player have to come first but Terry, Terry, what are we looking at here? What what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, so I'm okay with her being a starter. Well, let me back up. I was okay with her starting the beginning of the year. Yes, she is a true freshman, but that is also, one, how you gain experience, like how you learn, um, and I think that could also help us March Madness. Um, the thing with her was her shooting. Right. I think she was known as being a shooter in high school. And then to see her get off to such a slow start this season. It's like we need we need someone who can score. Right. We we need scores. We, we already have trouble scoring. So if you're not bringing that and you're also not making a lot of good decisions, not saying that she wasn't, but I think she, you know, did have some turnovers, too. It's like, okay, we need someone who at least is going to bring one of those things, whether it's scoring or whether it's good decision-making. And I think maybe that's why she was relegated to the bench and lost her starting position. I could be wrong. I don't know why she lost her starting position, but I would think it was probably her shooting. She wasn't shooting that well. And so, you know, again, I'm okay with her being a starter, especially if she's going to shoot like she did, Against UConn, she did make good decisions, and it was a good game for her coming back. Um, but yes, we need we need scores, um, so I'm I'm all for whoever is going to put the the ball in the basket because that's what we need more than anything. Um, but I said this the last podcast as well: all of our guards, not just her, but all of our guards have to play better. It's the three Ws: knowing who to get the ball to, knowing when to get the ball to them, and knowing where to get the ball to them. And I think all of our guards struggle with that. Um, once we improve on that, I think we become a, a better team and I think we win some of these ranked matchups. So that that's my take. I don't really care too much who's the starting point guard, but one, we do need to kind of figure that out, actually. Um, I Kelly, I think, Deja, um, I think she's better off the ball. So if we put her back to playing the one, I, I don't, I don't know um, how that's going to fare for us. Um, so I, I think she's better as the two guard and I do think we need to figure out the point guard situation.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, Deja certainly has has done her fair share of being the primary um, through necessity a lot of the time. So it's not that she's, unfamiliar with it but i yeah i think we're all of a of a consensus that she is most effective off ball most of the time and it just we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get that that sorted like you were saying terry with the with the point guard position and you know unfortunately some of that's just out of anybody's control um just in terms of health with the roster here, but we'll have to. Hopefully, they can kind of get through this week and the Oklahoma game. We will preview the upcoming couple of games here in just a second, um, and and kind of get some rest and and let everybody heal up a little bit. Um, Coach did say on holding court today that some of the some of the kids that we either haven't seen yet this year or haven't seen a lot of due to injuries or getting closer. Um But of course that's, you know, day to day is, is one of those things you, you never, never want to take with anything but a grain of salt, because that can mean any number of things. Um Just a couple of other quick things. And I don't, it, you know, I, 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 I thought the game was officiated fairly evenly. Um, I thought there were one or two times when the refs might have let the uh, the Yukon crowd bully them into some calls that didn't spe- specifically need to be made, but I, the officiating was fine. The call and I couldn't I couldn't get Matt's call synced up with what was going on on the TV. Um, kept trying, it just didn't work. but can we just as as a nation, can, can we come together among our many differences and just agree that Rebecca Lobo should not call UConn games anymore?
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I see that a lot on Twitter. Uh, you know, I don't think she has a lot of fans um, on Twitter. You know, I, I'm just watching. I'm more so into the game. I'm just watching the game, especially if it's the Tar Heels. Like, I'm just so into it because I want them to win. I Rarely pay attention, honestly, to what they're saying. But um, I, you're not the only one that I've heard say that. So that is interesting.
1: Yeah, you're talking to someone who watches most games with the audio muted. Uh, so I don't know
2: how much <laughs> into it.
1: Um, but I, I, it is a sentiment that I have seen online and elsewhere. Yes, uh, I'm sure there's some merit there.
0: I, uh, it just. And there's, I mean, we could get into the whole larger conversation of ESPN uh, enabling the program in their backyard and exactly to what extent and how long that's been going on. Um, But that's more for me, just uh, having a long therapy session, possibly with an actual therapist. I may need that. Um, But, yeah, I thought, you know, it, it I thought they fared about as well as they could have really. Um, Especially with the injuries and just that second half, they just, they didn't have anything left in the tank. And I think that something I do worry about a little bit um, with the health moving forward. And I understand that, you know, people go on to, to plenty of long careers professionally, whether that's in the W or overseas or wherever else. And People shouldn't be, you know, at this at this age should not be um, suffering from the kind of fatigue that we would see somebody like a, you know, a Candace Parker or a Diana Taurasi or whoever having. But. If you go back and look at Minnesota's going back to their freshman year. I man, DK and Liz have to be so gassed by this point. Like. They have been Terminators and run up, you know, 35, 38 minutes in a lot of games, including plenty we've seen where they did not come out ever. And it, it was it, even on the broadcast, I, I I think Ryan Rucco had to ask, wait, hang on. Is this the first time Deja Kelly is sitting down tonight? And it was like already it was either late in the third or into the fourth quarter. And some of that's injury, but they those two in particular have just gone so hard for so many games in a row with not a ton of rest. And again, some of that is we just don't literally do not have anybody else to put out there. But they they're man, they (laughs) they they need a holiday break more so than most. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to the upcoming games uh, this Friday. 7 p.m. in Carmichael, playing the Catamounts of Western Carolina. Welcome, our guests from Cullowy. Uh, this is the annual, not a long tradition, fairly new, but um they do a book drive every year. So if you're coming to Carmichael, you will get a free ticket if you bring a book for children under the age of five as part of the book drive. Um, even if you already have tickets, um, please do bring one. It's going to a good cause and a good place. Um, so again, that'll be Friday at seven in Carmichael uh, TV on ACC Network Extra. Uh, this better be a walk in the park. Even with our depleted bench, or we have different, <laughs> we have different, more concerning and systemic issues at play. If this is not. Uh, the Catamos are 2-8 and eight on the year. They are on a six-game losing streak and have been pretty much getting smoked um, in most of their games. Uh, folks to watch for from the opposition here, junior guard Chelsea Wooten is averaging 11.7 points per game, so she can put it in the bucket a little bit. And they have a grad student forward named LaNesha Brewer. Uh, she's averaging 8.2 points and 5.6 boards. Um nobody else on their roster starters bench or otherwise is really doing much um so this uh this should be a cakewalk here um given that we have a little bit of a get right game prior to Oklahoma health aside what what do we want to see are we rolling with the Indian of our? starting lineup that has been going out there the past two games here um if she can go do we do we want Renaya back with the keys in her hand um and obviously a lot of this will depend on on if KMac is a go or not but what if 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 you had your if you had your kind of perfect situation here to to try and get things recalibrated and and take a breath we What would we like to see? Andrea, let's start with you on that.
1: Yeah. um, It just depends on who's available, right? Um, Assuming that... Assuming that Rania clears protocol, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving it to her and then throwing India out there again. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I could also see them putting K-Mac back out there. If she gets cleared, it just depends on who you have. Um, I think we'll probably at some point see a little bit of Sydney Barker and actually probably given the extent of what the injury list is right now. I think we might even see extended minutes of Sydney Barker um so that'll be good for her to maybe get a little bit more run than she has been so far this year and maybe crack some minutes in the rotation going forward especially if she can put the ball on the net um but yeah like i i wish i could give you a solid answer on who should start and who shouldn't but it's not like any of these injuries are major and they all seem to be like day-to-day things it who is off the injury report and good enough to go by uh, Western Carolina. And I don't think you could necessarily go wrong with either. Of them. I'm not even opposed to, for that game, putting Deja at the one and maybe someone like if Pauline is back, you could put Pauline at the two, you know, in a pinch. I, I don't think that's a lineup that I would want to see going forward, but I don't think it's, you know, you got to work with what you have. I mean, it's, uh, it it just depends on who's cleared for that game. Uh, that's really all there is to it, to me.
0: Yeah, Terry, where where do we need to to look here as far as because the you know we we've been saying it for for a couple of a couple of recordings now that we're one short, we're one bucket short here. And like you said, more than once now, you know, it, it doesn't done matter. Doesn't matter who. Doesn't matter where. But we, we need some consistency there. Um, I thought I, I thought maybe it was a little bit premature to, to roll City out there as early as they did in the, uh, in the UNCg game. Um, that did. Seem to have something to do with that run they went back on to kinda to kinda scrap back in it a little bit. But maybe you know, maybe when we've got these games that, that should be wins no matter what, we need to go ahead and get her as much as much seasoning and get her into the flow of things as we can while the getting's good, because conference play is is coming down the track pretty quick here. Um so what are you did, do you have thoughts on what we need to see or who we'd like to see getting more minutes and at which points in the game?
2: You know, if Paulina is healthy, I am I am still a big fan of Paulina. I like her stroke. I think she can really shoot it. And we really need her to be a scorer. Like, we, we need her to be a scorer. Um, so she, one, me to take more shots. Um, but we also have to put her in a position to score. Um, I don't think she's really like a, in my opinion, like a, a playmaker that's going to consistently beat you off the dribble. But like if you run her play and get her behind the three-point line, odds are she knock it down. You get her cutting to the basket for a layup. Odds are she'll make it. Um, So I want to see her become – I think she could be a double-digit scorer. She just don't really get the opportunity. I don't think we run a lot of plays for her. Um, Ding, I think Ding can consistently be a double-double, but we don't consistently feed her the ball, um, which is puzzling to me. I don't understand. She's incredibly efficient around the basket. If we run the offense through her – maybe we've won a few more games this, this season. If we're looking for her, say like, a, I don't know, like a LSU probably looks for injuries when they go down the court. Granted, I haven't watched a lot of LSU games, but I imagine you have a superstar on your team. You might be trying to run the offense through her or, um, I don't know, like South Carolina last year, they had a Leah Boston. I was running the offense through Aliyah Boston last year. I think acting could, I mean, she's incredibly efficient. Why would you not try to pass her the ball down low and see what she can do? See if she can, if she's triple teamed, double teamed, pass the ball out to someone who's open on the wing. So I don't, I don't those, those are my takes. That's something that I would like to see. Um, as far as starting lineups go for this next game, I'm okay with Renaya if she's you know able to go. I'm am okay with her being the starting point guard. I, and she was starting to cook in the Yukon game. See if she can do it in this game. So, that that's my take.
0: I yeah, for sure. There, I mean, I, I, I agree that at least three or four more just just let Maria seal off down low and get her a touch, get her a catch inside and let her work because teams seem to not, I don't want to say not respect, but she has not been seeing a lot of doubles from people. And when she does, she generally makes the smart read to to get it back out to somebody else. But if they're just going to leave her down there on an Island, man, let her go to work on that. And there's i kind of on a related note, and I would be curious to get y'all's thoughts on this. I feel like the the Anya Maria on the floor together minutes have been very productive and a really, really good change of pace to throw at teams. And I would I would like to see that utilized maybe a little earlier in games and certainly for longer stretches. Um and you know obviously that calculus changes if and when we get key back healthy here but what 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 are y'all's thoughts on that i just those lineups seem to work and seem to really throw the defense and what teams had kind of scouted and, and planned for off when we when we go to that it seems very effective so i do y'all have any uh, thoughts on that i just i i really think that that could be a uh, a tool to be reaching for in the tool belt more consistently going forward this year
2: yeah I think Anya always gives us good minutes when she comes in she plays um incredibly hard aggressive I think in that second quarter when we got back in the game I could be wrong but I think she was I think she was in the game and I think we were getting a lot of putbacks if we missed a close shot around the room I think we were getting putbacks. Um, and that's how we kind of got back in the game. So I'm not opposed to that. I think that could, could work well for us. Um, so I, I would like to see it more often for sure. But you, I think we just know that like full, you know, she's going to play hard. She's going to give us good defense. But offensively, I'm not sure like how how many points she would give us on any given night.
1: Yeah, the one thing about Anya is she is, a one, a really good screener. I don't think she gets enough credit for just just that aspect of her game and how good of a screener that she is for others. Um, and the other part of it is, like, if we're conceding at this point, and it seems like we are, that Usby on the three-point line isn't yielding the results that we thought that it would be. It makes more sense to play two bigs. Um and particularly particularly if you're talking about like what Travis was saying earlier about maybe getting Alyssa more of a breather on the bench and not having to play those extended minutes if she doesn't have to. Um the issues that you can run into when you play double bigs like that is if the other teams four, which is what Anya would probably be playing, if they are really athletic and can blow by you out on the perimeter or if they can shoot at all um i don't know how many teams uh at least coming up on the schedule can probably say that uh that they have personnel like that um and even yukon really it's just not their style of offense not that they don't have shooters but it's really not how they play um and another thing it does on the offensive end is one Anya's really good at knocking down that like 15 to 18 footer uh, and she's attacked closeouts really well. I, I think she, outside of Maria, I think she's taken the second best quality of shots out of anyone uh, on the roster. Uh, granted in a smaller sample size than everyone else, but I, I think she's playing with a lot of confidence, at least on the offensive end and, you know, maybe that has something to do with, like, not having to go through the slog that was the Florida tournament. And maybe that's a bit of a reach. But, you know, she's just kind of... She hasn't really gone through the offensive struggles on the floor that everyone else has. Uh And maybe that's, in a weird way, a good thing. Um, uh, It's certainly something to be looked at. Um I think... Certainly, there's a place in the rotation for it, especially if you're getting the efficiency and the offensive rebounding that we got in the UConn game. It's something that I wouldn't mind seeing for a stretch or two, particularly if you're really, really injured and banged up at the guard spot. You might just say, well, screw it. Let's go big for, you know, this five, six minute stretch. Uh, And it can help. Uh, that you have that lineup in case Maria or Alyssa gets into foul trouble as well. You have that and it's familiar to them. Yeah.
0: All right, for sure. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that about that jumper because that was not in her bag last season. Um, at least not anywhere near as consistent. And she has really gotten that little 15 footer to everything. First of all, it's, it's willingness, right? It, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pull when you get looks like that, and she's willing to do it, and she's hitting them enough that you can't totally sag off her when she's in that kind of elbow, you know, extended like fifteen to eighteen foot range like that. Teams have teams are gonna have to start playing up on that, and that's gonna open up some other things. This, re- I mean, J- this is very, 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 very Janelle Bailey who added that shot to her bag, her senior season as well. Um, in a much more consistent way than she had previously. And yeah, that's, that is a good weapon. Like you said, especially on the offensive glass as well. Um, She is tenacious down there. It's, it's something that we need. And I, I would not mind seeing that lineup used a little more going forward. And like you said, you know, especially if we're going to, gonna try and get lists some more breathers going a bigger lineup and and letting her letting her get some blow on the bench there um would not be a bad thing moving forward so one more game coming up here and listener we're sort of we're knocking these out because folks are going to have plenty of stuff going on during the holidays and um I just wasn't totally sure if we were all going to be able to to get together for recordings in between here. So we will move on to one more game. This will be Tuesday, December the 19th. We are playing the Sooners of Oklahoma. That game is in Charlotte. Uh, It will be on ESPN2 if you cannot make it down there in person. Uh, Unfortunately, 9.30 p.m. tip time. So, uh, you know, get some some caffeine on standby for that one. Uh, The Sooners started the year close to ranked in the AP and were ranked in the coaches poll um they have had a very very strange season they're sick of three on the year so about you know about where Carolina is but just some really baffling stuff they went uh they went to Oxford and ran old Miss by double digits earlier in the year um of course old Miss has since kind of plummeted from where they were at the time that game was played. So I don't know exactly how much stock to put in that, but that was a good game. Then uh, in their Florida tournament, shindig uh, lost to Princeton and Tennessee. Um, both of those teams obviously uh, were ranked at various points are not currently. Um, and most recently, and th- this was just utterly baffling to me. And yeah, you Look, UNLV's good. They're, I believe, ranked 24th uh, as we're talking right now. Uh, no, 23rd, excuse me. But, man, in Norman, got absolutely run out of their own gym by the running Rebels 92-76. to 76. Just got boat raised. So I'm not real sure what to make of the Sinners. They do have a very balanced scoring attack, all told. Um, just about everybody in the starting lineup is averaging double figures. And the one who's not um, is averaging 9.8 points a game. So, you know, close enough. Um, balance scoring attack. The games I've seen from them, eh, everything seems roughly in order. They're just, they're not playing well. Um, anytime they've faced competition, that's given them more than a stiff breeze to to contend with here. Um, so this'll be an interesting, Interesting game here. You never know how checked out people are going to be this close to the holidays, just mentally speaking, especially when the season is not going, perhaps as well as you'd hoped. Um, Have y'all caught much much Oklahoma? Do we have any thoughts on what we're looking at here as far as what we're going to be facing in that game?
2: No, I haven't had a chance to watch them this year.
1: I've gotten a chance to watch them a little bit. Um, as well as some of their stuff from last year. Um, Their problem right now is they can't guard anybody. (laughs) Like, like they just, they can't. Like, they are getting blown by off the dribble. Uh, There's, I don't want to say constant, but there's a pattern of miscommunicating coverages that I've seen. Uh, And I think they've tried to, like, for the most part, try and play one-on-one on the post. I don't think it's gone too well for them so they've tried to resort to other coverages to try and like negate some of the I don't it's not even a lack of size it's just like they're they're getting beat to the spot in the paint where it's like it's too late once it's caught down there um offensively like you said really balanced I mean there's not really one particular uh player that stands out as like one to watch um for the most part they shoot it okay um i i think because carolina is so good at defending the basketball one-on-one and staying out of rotations i definitely think it's a game that you can win the problem is is you know we've got an offense that's struggling uh, against a defense that can't stop anybody so someone's going to have to <laughs> uh someone's going to have to figure out that side of the ball um because like right now I mean, UNLV is a really good team, and they are a great offense, but 92 on your home floor isn't going to cut it. Uh, I think they shot close to, if not over, 50% from the floor in that game. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's tough to project where Carolina will be uh, just because everyone's injured, and we don't know when anyone's coming back. Um, So... The good news is for Carolina's offense is that the shots have been seeming to go in more. Um, And they've used a couple tweaks on some of the stuff that they've been running on offense, but for the most part, it's mostly the same. Um, The big one, you know, obviously because they struggle defending the post as much as they can, I would look to get it into Maria as much as I can. I mean, but, I feel like a broker broken record saying it, but it's just the most efficient offense that Carolina has right now. And honestly, it's she's one of the most efficient players in the country. You should throw it to her. You know, she should be getting over ten shots a game, like guaranteed. There's no reason not to. Um, I thought UConn kind of kind of stole Carolina's game plan that they used against. Uh, Cardoso for a little bit they really had Edwards meet gacting early outside the paint uh and not let her get super deep uh Oklahoma might try something like that but I just they haven't shown to me on film that they're capable of guarding posts and like guarding certain actions that would allow it to get in super deep not that I've seen um We'll see. I mean it's I mean either either Carolina's gonna regress offensively and the ball's still not gonna go in. And um or you know, it might be just one of those like low scoring, grinded out games um where, you know, we win or lose like 50 to 45. Like it's just, it it has that vibe to it. Um but we'll see with all the injuries and everything else that's going on we'll we'll see how it goes
0: yeah for sure it'll be um it'll be an interesting test of uh it, as you were pointing out with the respective deficiencies there deficiencies there uh kind of a uh a a a stoppable force meets a movable object in terms of The offense going against a very, very lackluster Sooner defense here. Um, So hopefully they can go ahead and take advantage of that. Um, I'm in strong and fervent agreement on the get the ball to Maria inside and let her work. Philosophy of offense, um, especially while we're dealing with all these injuries and this uh, backcourt this thinned out. Um, Yeah, just just let her let her go to town on that. Um, and again, getting back to our prior conversation, if, if Anya's going to, going to be hitting those 15 footers consistently, then, then let's run that two big lineup. Let Maria suck somebody down in that can't leave her in the paint and see what Anya can do in that kind of more mid rangey area. Um, so that'll, that'll about do it as far as summing up the last two and previewing the next two here. Um, heels did uh retain a ranking they are now uh clinging to number 25 but still have not fallen quite out of that yet uh which you know i rankings i do not particularly matter um especially not at this point in the year but given some of the prominent teams that were uh were ranked going into the year that are not currently uh that's at least some comfort to take away there uh, any parting thoughts from either of you other than um just looking forward to these next two games and getting ready to enjoy a little bit of a holiday reprieve and hoping that in the interim there that we can get everybody or as many people as possible healthy any 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 final 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 burning thoughts that we need to we need to speak on and get off our chests here.
2: I Jones, I'm just ready for us to get healthy. Like we have way too many injuries. Um so that's just ready for everyone to get healthy and see what kind of push we can make in the ACC.
1: Yeah. Um if we're putting together like a uh holiday wish list for the heels, um Uh, I I would say, aside from the injuries and getting everyone back healthy, like obviously you want that as much as possible. Um, I am curious to see, and I think we might see a little bit of Tiani Key uh, before the holiday break. I'm curious to, one, how much she plays, and two, where they end up putting her. Um, I am really looking forward to it because it seems like she... Has the potential to be one of the most improved uh players from last year, uh, based on what we've heard. Um yeah, stuff like that. And then, you know, keep building on the offense. Um, it, it certainly is a better place in a better place than it was like a month ago. Um, it's still not perfect, but I I do think that they are starting to play more conceptually, uh, particularly off of penetration and uh when the ball hits the paint and it just kind of is stagnant a little bit. Um that and you know keep beating just great on the defensive end of the floor. Um there yeah there were there are a few times in the Yukon game where I thought they got Burned on some cuts that maybe they didn't need to. Um, and certainly the overhelping that I've talked about in the Greensboro game, but for the most part, really solid this year. Um, keep building on that because it seems like that's going to be the calling card for them in conference play, is um, how well they defend. Um that. And we'll see if other players down the bench, if Sydney Barker gets a little bit more run. Uh, if we see Paulina's minutes creep back up uh, you know all of that I, I'd like to see and then of course we've talked about you know let's let's experiment with the double bigs lineup up and see what we might have there um, yeah uh, looking forward to it uh, Oklahoma will be a really good test hopefully we're able to get through Western Carolina with a win and without any additional injuries and yeah, take that into conference play right after that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That will, uh, conference play will start on uh, on New Year's Eve. That'll be Sunday. That Sunday at noon against Clemson. Um, we will get to that when we get to it. And in the meanwhile, this has been Carmichael Radio. Uh, my name is Travis Lund signing off. And for Miss Terry Stacker.
2: Until next time, go heels.
0: And Andrew Cruzea. Happy
1: holidays, go heels.
0: Absolutely. Happy holidays, y'all. Go heels. Y'all be well out there.